Welcome to the podcast, Intuition Speaks. You are about to listen to an older episode from when this podcast used to be Intuition by Design. I hope you enjoy these older podcast episodes, but I just want to give you a heads up that at the end of this season, I made a total pivot, which took me about two years to make. So there is a gap in time between this season and the most recent one. I do, however, if you are interested, have a Patreon account that includes human design information and resources so that you can dive deeper and do some self-study. My Patreon account has other resources for you, all about intuition, social media growth and monetization, and the Akashic Records, and a bunch of different exciting topics. If you are interested in that, you can check out the show notes, and I hope you enjoy listening. You are listening to Human by Design Podcast, where every week we will break human design down into digestible bite-sized pieces, helping you to peel back the layers of your conditioning so you can better understand yourself, your friends, and your family. We will examine what it means to be a human as our truest selves. I am your host and soul coach, Tia Marie. Through human design and connecting to intuition, I bring you the tools to help guide you to your innermost truth. Our first question is, where do we even start with the variables and what does it mean to have a reflector body? So let's start with the first question she had. Where do you even start with the variables? Um, so I know the variables out there are like, they're so hard to find. Like there's like nothing out there on it. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually I plan to cover this in my podcast, but it's not going to be for a while because <laughs> this is not like, I don't think this is like easy introductory stuff. Like this is like mm-hmm. once you've settled into understanding your authority and your energy and stuff like that, then you can kind of start to play around with that. Um, I think for some people they try to dive in too fast. Yeah. Um, but this also, the variables also correlate with your color and tone and base and stuff like that. So all that's tied in and that's like a secondary level to everything. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's anything you want to add to that. Um, I forget who I was following, but I'd I'd seen a couple people, like, explaining it. I'm sorry, my voice seems to be, like, dry today, so hopefully that is why. (laughs) So, I've been doing a lot of research on the variables myself, and I am a self-learner, and I haven't done, like, the four years of the International Human Design School where they'll actually let you 
be in the variables training, but I did go through Jovian archive for my variables and it was kind of helpful, but it was still very, very cryptic. I had a really hard time understanding it. So most of the information that I have learned is from um, blog posts and like really just like diving in self-learning and I thought I had a good understanding about it and I shared a thing about it. And then somebody who is trained is like, no, everything you're saying is very, very wrong. And it's too generalized. And I was like, okay, well, I was trying to generalize. I understand that there's, you know, 16 different combinations, (laughs) but if people are asking, you know, what does this arrow mean? There are general, um, there's very general descriptions of what you can say about what each individual arrow means. So that's pretty much as far as I've gotten with the variables. But um, I have a good post that everyone really liked earlier that was about the one the one variable. But <laughs> that's pretty much all I have on that one. Um, I do have, like, I have the resources to, like, learn about this. But the problem is, is it's, like, two PDF files that are both like over 600 pages long. So (laughs) I don't have the time to dive into that yet. So, and like one is all about like right pointing variables and one's all about left pointing variables. Mm -hmm. So like I've not had the time to dig my teeth into that. That I will tell you is extremely, extremely like advanced level graduate program. If you were doing their, um, graduate program like they have an actual school Mm -hmm. with a graduate like degree um so that's like extremely like advanced level stuff it's super cryptic so it's gonna take me like forever yeah (laughs) so um I would really try to focus more on like the energy of the rest of your chart Mm -hmm. and then you know add more information becomes available like deciphering that stuff i mean there's so much more that you can dive into you can dive into the centers you can dive into the gates you can dive into the channels you can dive into um like the um the astrology aspect of it and the different planets and how that interacts with everything as well so there's a lot there's so much that can be easily understood and easily um explored that doesn't necessarily mean like the variables everyone is really curious about them and I think that that's because you know most of us have open head centers and we're like what is this what is this we're just wandering around asking Mm -hmm. questions and so we find something that we can always ask more questions about because the information isn't available so we never feel like we get an answer and so that's one of the things that I've kind of made a little observation of is that if we're always asking questions we're never really going to feel like we have the sense of an answer, but you can always find another question. You can always find another question. And so you can always say, I don't have enough answers. I don't have enough answers to use this system. I don't have enough answers to understand this. I don't have enough answers to make this applicable to my life. When really using what you do have, using the information that you do have is going to actually give you the results that you want. It's going to give you so much more than always asking questions. Cause even with this system, human design in general, you need to be actually applying the things that you are learning. It's not just learn, 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 learn. And I know from my own experience that that can be challenging, but when you start actually implementing this, I mean, I was learning about human design for like three months before I was actually trying to actively use my strategy and authority. And that's when actual shifts started to happen. So you could always level using what you do have it can also be very very impactful i need to turn my phone on do not disturb because it's going off (laughs) 
Um, and then her other, she had like a lot of questions. So the other part of the question was, what does it mean to have a reflector body? So when you're looking at that, what you're basically doing is you're, you're looking at the profile of, or the R-type of a reflector. And then like the part of you that you're not a hundred percent aware of is going to be your body. So kind of like looking back into your experiences, how have you met, like met that criteria for like ways that you've responded without really understanding why, like, have you taken on too much energy from people and all the different centers? Have you like reflected back, you know, the other person in ways that you didn't understand were people projecting on you that you were like, I don't understand why this is happening to me. Um, so all it is, is like really just applying that information and like seeing how it lined up with your unconscious design. So that's not going to be something that you're going to be like a hundred percent aware of, like during the moment, but you can look back on that and kind of reflect into, um, how has this been true for me in the way that people respond to me or in the way that I respond to other people. And then, um, Oh, she saw a lot of people, talking about where to start studying human design we'll get into that that's another question so yeah perfect. but thank you for helping um, answer this <laughs> we're answering yeah <laughs> and then leanne as the next question okay she says um her question is regarding being held captive by your design most of the human design community speaks like Human design is law and that we are unable to live differently than what our design shows and that it does not sit right with me. And I feel human design is a tool to help us become more aware so that we can make choices of how we want to be. Do you feel there's any room for being anything different than your design? Or is this the only way to have through living your design? Or can we use it as a tool to evolve and make choices to ways we would rather be this is a mouthful but um I struggled with this a lot I think when I was first learning it I was like I don't understand why I'm like set this way like what if I want to change what if I don't want to be this way um and I think that a lot of it is just like the mental internal struggle to be something it's not or to be something that you know defines itself in the way that it, it wants to be defined. I mean, if you think about it, your personality can change your, your defined body, the that's your design is never going to change. Um, so personality wise, you're, you're affected by so many things around you. Do I think that human design is the end all be all? There's so many tools out there. If it's not vibing with you, then pick something else. Um, if it's causing you stress, then you're trying too hard because technically you are already your design. So you shouldn't have to like, think about it. It's not meant to be thought about, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. That's the whole thing with the not self. The not self is like trying to control everything. And when you're in your correct design, you're just being, you're not doing anything. You're just being the person you are. So what do you think about that? Um, I think that a lot of the people who talk about human design talk about it in a way where it is like, no, you, you're a projector. You have to wait for the invitation. That's all that you can ever do. Um, mm. we are, we are 
free will beings. We can do whatever we want to do. My understanding and from my experience is that when you're living your design, when you're living by your strategy and authority, it just makes it so much easier. It's just a tool for helping you. And really, it's a way for you to be protecting your energy. And this is something that I I'm very, very passionate about is that these strategies and authorities, they're not meant to tell you what you can and can't do. They are not meant to be limiting. They should feel empowering. These are tools that are going to help you to best use your energy. They're going to protect your energy from putting you in those situations where you're bitter, where you're frustrated, where you're angry. So it's helping you to stay in alignment. It's helping you to live an easy life. It's helping you to be able to communicate with the people around you effortlessly and easily and to be able to get that signature feeling, which, um, the success, the, um, satisfaction, whatever that signature feeling is peace for the manifestors and then surprise for the reflectors. That signature feeling is the highest vibrational feeling for you. That is what your soul is always going to be driving you towards. And so living your strategy and authority is going to really help you get that out of the most situations possible. And it's going to help you feel like you are flowing with your energy. You're not trying to use things that, um, like you're not trying to use open centers. You're not staring at those moon centers and saying, why aren't you glowing? You're able to use them in the way that they're showing up for you. It just helps you to use your energy best. And so I, again, I don't think that it's the end all be all. There are so many modalities that really, really speak to different people. I mean, if you asked me two years ago, I would have told you that the Myers-Briggs personality type was like the thing that was going to describe everybody. And that's how you should be living was knowing your, um, knowing your Myers-Briggs type. And so I don't think it's the end all be all. I do not think that it, you should feel held captive by your design. It should feel empowering. And if it's not feeling empowering, I would suggest getting a reading or I would suggest looking into different resources for your specific design, because if it feels captivating, then the terms that were used to describe it were not written from a space of love. They were written from a very analytical space. And so if it doesn't resonate and if you do not feel like you are, oh, this feels good to me, this gets me, this is speaking to my soul, if it doesn't feel like that, then you need to find a resource that does feel like that. And maybe give it a, a second chance if that's kind of the energy that you're in is maybe like this isn't for me. If you need to get a second opinion, get a second chance, look into something else, find somebody who you do resonate with, find somebody whose language does work for you and see if you can see it from a different perspective. Yeah. That's and I think I wanted to add that a lot of the people who are in this field, like that are like legit, like they have all the credentials and stuff like that. All they're doing is they're like repeating the exact same things that Ra said. And the thing about him is like, people are completely missing the point when they do that. He was all about like experimenting. Like he himself was like very skeptical about the whole thing. Like he kept journals about all of his experiments about everything that like he channeled through him he did not want people to just go around repeating the same things. He wanted people to, to experiment and try it out because you, you can't say that something like this is done growing. Something like this needs to be experimented and tried and, you know, tested. And then, you know, all these different authorities and different energy types need to like, you know, converse back, like, yes, this is working for me or no, this isn't working for me because, 
just something that I innately know is like one perspective is not enough. I understand that he channeled it through, but you have to understand the way that it came through was through his personality and through his energy. So it's going to be different if it was like channeled through somebody else. Mm -hmm. So we can't be like super reliant. Like, yes, the foundation for everything is laid out. He laid out the experiment for us, but he did not want us to become parrots and just repeat everything. Like it's law. He wanted us to test it out because like it really is just an experiment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I could rant all day about why I don't agree with the people who are um, just repeating the same things over and over again and making it feel very, law-like and cryptic and religious-like and like a cult yeah <laughs> we're we're on the leading edge we're opening this shit up for experimentation <laughs> mm, yeah i don't like rules oh. <laughs> i don't like telling when people say like oh you have to do it this way i'm like mm, no <laughs> next question next one is by anna so where does one even start to learn more about their design and how can I use my human design to support and drive my business? So, um, you would, for getting into your human design, there's so many, so many resources out there. You just need to find somebody whose energy vibes with you. And I think that makes it like easier for you to understand and digest mm -hmm. what they're saying. I, I really think there were some people that I would like talk to and I would be left like, I have no idea what you just said. Well, others, like I was absorbing everything so much easier. So I think that's why I believe it's so important that like all the human design people out there are collaborating because it takes every type to teach this. It's not just one type that should be showing up because mm -hmm. um, there's many types in the world. But I think that, you know, find somebody that you really energetically vibe with and, like, can understand what's coming through them. There's so many resources. There's videos on YouTube. There's tons of books that you can look on Amazon. Um, you know, you have people like Eden and me, you know, posting stuff on Instagram or, you know, on our blogs or I have podcasts. There's a few other podcasts out there that are more like um, talking about integrative, you know, things in human design, like giving readings and stuff like that. Um, so there's many different ways you can absorb the information. So really just taking a good look at your chart and like going from there, pick, pick one thing to like look at at a time. I wouldn't like try to do all the things at once unless you're a manifesting generator. <laughs> feeling called out um but no you're fine <laughs> um one of the first books that I listened to on audible was getting to know you and if you if anyone wants that and has never used audible before if you send me a private message like with your email I can email you a free audible book if you want that one um that one was really good. I really enjoyed Paige Filiator's podcast, Playing the Field with Paige. She has, in the first two episodes, really good descriptions of the types and the strategies and the authorities and um, kind of understanding the different centers. She walks through those. And it's very, like, brief and summative but makes sense. And so that's a really good podcast. Tia has a podcast that's really good. You should be listening to that, too, obviously. Um the definitive book of human design is kind of like the 
the one book published and it has Rauer's name on it. So if you wanted a very, very traditional understanding of it, that's a good one. Human Design by Chitan Parkin. I don't know how to say that. Yes. Uh, That's a good one. And then she also has one. Yeah. Do you want to see my stack of books that's currently holding up my phone right now? (laughs) It's all my human design books. There you go. So screenshot that and (laughs) there you go. Oh, man. A lot of mine are PDFs, which are kind of like, but um, I do have that one. I have this one as well, the Understanding Human Design. Um, and I have, like, a bunch of PDFs, which I prefer paper books. That's, like, my jam. I like paper. I like the energy of dead trees, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just, I just wanted to be on the physical plane. Yes. I love it. All right. So how can you use human design to support and drive your business? Mm. Uh, so it would depend on your aura type yeah. and you know, what your personality is and, you know, how many layers you have to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are some good, um, you know, strategies out there that people are posting about. Um I did an episode with um, the revolutionary business bitch and we talked about like different strategies for business. So I can link to that. Um, it really depends on your art type. Like, are you supposed to wait for an invitation? Like, what does that look like? That still looks like you putting your work out there, but it's not cold calling. It's like, mm-hmm initiating with people who are already recognizing your work. So if people are commenting a lot on the things that you're putting out, those are the people that have recognized you and it's okay to put that invitation, that preemptive invitation out to them, but not like necessarily just like putting it out there and asking people. It's just waiting for the the people to recognize you. Um, and a lot of it is setting intentions, I think, for any aura type. Um, you know, who, who as a projector, do you want to see you? Set that intention and then make your actions from that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, as a generator, what kind of services do you want people to, you know, initiate you for and set your intentions and then respond to things that come up for that? Um For me, I just talk about what I do. I don't, I'm a generator, so I don't cold call or cold email anybody. I think that's really annoying. Um, But a lot of times people will ask me for things that I don't even offer as a service. And I go, okay, (laughs) I get excited and I go for it. Um, So being aware that like, if you're setting an intention, like whatever your strategy is, it should show up for you. I don't know. You have a lot of manifestation, you know, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I like talking about manifestation. It's one of my favorite topics and I, I understand it. And, um, 
So I also do, most of my private coaching has turned into how to use your human design in business. And I also do a business by design session, like a single session, if that is something that you'd be interested in. Your business should be an extension of your energy. It should be an extension of your unique energy. And um, this is something that I like haven't done lots of studying on, but I just kind of get (laughs) because I have been studying kind of like marketing and business and things like that for several years. So just being able to apply human design to it was like, Oh, this makes sense. I get it now. So your business should be an extension of your energy. So for a manifesting generator like me, I'm a non-consistent person. Um, I post when I feel called to post, I post when I'm inspired and I post what I am talking about. I actually did a post recently about how, if you feel the need to, um, be like posting, like, this is why I'm a relatable human being. Then you're not showing up authentically in your business. Your business should be an extension of your energy. Your energy should be shown in every aspect of it. So I, I type how I like think how I'm talking. I might like move things around so it actually makes sense. So it's not jumping around too much, but I type how I'm talking. I post what I'm thinking about that day. If I am not inspired, I'm not showing up. I'm not going to show up in a lower energy or I'll show up and say, Hey, it's a low energy day. Let's do a Q and a or something like that. But if I'm talking on Insta stories, it's the same voice that I'm using right now or the same voice that I would use in, um, it's the same energy that you're going to get everywhere. So showing up and being fully authentically you. And the biggest, biggest thing is recognizing yourself and figuring out who you are and knowing your worth. If you know your worth and you know your value, then you're never going to be trying to prove to anybody else what you know. And that's big for every single type. The projectors, if you don't feel like you have anything to prove, you're not wasting your time trying to prove it to people. You're not wasting your time trying to show other people that you're good enough, and then you can actually magnetize them, um, you know, be magnetic, and they can come to you, and then they can recognize you, but that starts with recognizing yourself. For the generators and manifesting generators with waiting to respond, it's waiting for the signs from the universe, like, okay, I have all of these ideas, which one is ready for me? And then I'll get like five people asking me to make a course on a certain topic and then like a universal download of like, hey, these are the modules and these are this. I'm like, really? And I was like, okay, well, when would I launch it? And it says Monday. And I'm like, oh, okay. So yeah, that happened yesterday. (laughs) But (laughs) I was like, holy wow, already. Yeah, yeah. So it's just waiting until you know and waiting and using your strategy to say, okay, what wants to come through me and connecting with yourself, connecting with your soul of, okay, what needs to come through me? What do I want to be talking about? For generators, it's talking about the things that you love. It's showing up when you're lit up and not trying to confine that and not trying to put limits on, I have to be posting three times a day. I have to be doing this. Like that's for everybody is you you don't have to be posting three times a day. You don't have to be doing anything. You don't have to have click funnels and sales things and like all this crazy strategy. Your energy is what people are paying you for. Your energy is what people want. So your energy should be everywhere. If you're going through someone's highlights, you should feel their energy. You're going through someone's posts, they should feel your energy. So a big thing that I do is kind of infusing my energy into everything. So I look at, um, what about a reflector in business? A reflector in business, yes, being me. able to <laughs> reflect that, <laughs> making sure yes, that you're really no. taking time to step away from the internet world so that you, if that is where your business is, taking time to slow down, yeah, taking time to on. step back, taking time to ground yourself and center yourself so that when you show up, you know that you are not overexerting yourself, you are not doing anything that is, um, you're not trying to do too much and you're just showing up 
and you're reflecting exactly what's going on in the world. So you're going to be reflecting your environment. You're going to be reflecting your, um, your coaches, your, the people who are following you, you're going to be reflecting the energy. So if you, you can be brutally honest about it, if that's kind of part of your personality say, Hey, this is what I'm seeing a good person to see in business. Um, Teal Swan is a reflector. She's a really fun, interesting person. So she posts, couple times a day but a lot of it is either like quotes of things that she said or um just like spiritual funnies just like things so if you wanted to check out a good reflector in business that's a good one she's a really great person i love destiny i actually just interviewed her for my podcast as a reflector living her design she cracks me up oh girl you're already doing it you just show up and do the work that you feel called to do mm-hmm. and then take the rest that you need. So you already know you're doing the thing. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good point. We don't want to leave, you know, anyone else. So also for manifestors, you're just, you know, I a good way to put it, because I talked to a manifestor yesterday. Um, she said that she feels like she's in her own world and she just doesn't recognize that everyone else is not in the same bubble as her. Um, so for her to like really take the time to slow down and inform people is like Mm -hmm. so helpful. Like realize that not everybody knows what's going on around you (laughs) as a manifester and take that time to slow down a little bit and just make sure you're informing the correct people as it comes up. So um, basically like, yeah. I feel like if you're a manifester, you're there to start the fire. You're not there to tend to it. So mm-hmm. you're really initiating people. You're not in it for the long haul of all these like different projects, but you're also not here to be sorry <laughs> about that. Um, a big thing for no. manifestors and manifesting generators is don't be, don't be apologizing for anything. If it's not something that's serving you anymore, it's not something that you have to do anymore and just being okay with, and even for you, destiny, if you're constantly changing don't be sorry about it, be like, yep, I'm changing. Cool. What's next? <laughs> <laughs> and like, just not sorry about it. Just in, you know, letting people know I'm like, Hey, this is changing. And I really don't care about your opinion because it's my business and it's my energy. And this is what I want to do with it. And if you, if you look at everything as it's just you in the universe, looking at you're talking to the universe, you're connecting with the universe, you're communicating with the universe in the people that you were talking to in your posts, in the people you're talking to in client calls, in however you are showing up. If it's just you in the universe, it kind of takes away the like, what if everybody's watching me feel? And then you feel like you are a little bit safer and more supported to show up in the way that you want to show up. Mm-hmm. So the next question comes from Jasmine. How can I best learn about my incarnation cross and what is its purpose? So this one's come up for me from a few different clients. Um, I know for me personally, like I'm never going to study all the incarnation crosses and know them by heart because technically I also have a huge book (laughs) on PDF and technically based on your profile, your incarnation cross can mean different things. So Mm -hmm. take all the incarnation crosses out there and times it by all the profiles. And there you go. That's so many different options. There's like 300 and something aren't there. Something like that. Times all the times, all the profiles. So, um, 
there's a lot of uh, good links out there that give you like a very general description of it. All it is is like how you're meant to show up in the world when everything is like running as it should. So mm-hmm. it's not necessarily like what you're here to do, it's what you're here to be. And like that's so hard for the mind because it wants to do all the things. Mm-hmm. But for me, I learned um, mine is the vessel of love. And there's like three different ones. But um, for me, that just means showing up and being a reflection of love for people. Um, and I know when I'm not in alignment with that, when I get really angry with like the people in the me. So it's kind of like just another way to you're in alignment, like what it is that you're doing if it like reflects your incarnation cross. So I have a website that I use called um, just love human. Let me like pull it up. <laughs> um, love your human slash incarnation crosses. And so it has a very, very brief explanation of them. And I've been able to use that and then using the different, the four different gates that are within your incarnation cross to really figure out, um, kind of a purpose statement. So what my understanding of the incarnation cross is, is your body graph is who you came here to be, how you came to show up. And then your incarnation cross is how you, your kind of soul contract for how you're going to use this energy to serve the world. Your incarnation cross is never about you. It's about how you're going to serve the world, how you can best help other people. Um, mine. Now I have to like double check. Because I, I look at these a lot, actually, just using I have that. And then I have a giant PDF that I go through and read a bunch of things. <laughs> but mine, I know, is the, yeah, it's the left angle cross of duality. And, um, yeah, I'm here to challenge, change, and bring new ideas to people in a new and kind of fiery way. So if you read any of my posts on Instagram, you're like, oh, yeah. So <laughs> um, it's kind That's of, hard. <laughs> yeah. I like to describe it as like a little bit of a purpose statement, but it's, it's how you're supposed to use the energy that you were given to best help the world, how this energy is going to help the collective expand. So for people who, um, they're here to really like shock people and shock people into noticing changes or people who it might have to do with cycles of like breaking the cycle of that, um, that fixed rhythms of like, Oh, okay. There's a lot of fixed rhythms here. We're experiencing a lot of rhythms and patterns. Let's break the wheel. Let's stop this let's stop this pattern and then they can it's using a specific fixed energy to help the world in a specific way and so if you want to know more about that let me know we can talk about it for sure all right and then the next one comes from trina so she had also asked about incarnation crosses so that we covered um, she asked, how does the mind versus body design influence us? It's something, is it something we should also be mindful of rather than just relying on our quantum type, etc.? Um, I think it really only applies to you if you are a hybrid, because I think the issue that a lot of people are coming into is they didn't align with their original, like overall R type. Um, so it's, good to be mindful of it you're still gonna only focus on your strategy that comes from your overall aura type but I know personally for me having like the projector mind that personality of a projector it's important for me to be invited 
at times. So like, especially when it comes to me sharing information or, you know, sharing an insight, like I'll get bitter if people don't take my advice. Like I'll Mm -hmm. definitely see a better way of doing things and I can feel like a better way to use my energy, which I think, which is why I don't feel like a generator. Cause I feel like I have to monitor how I use my energy efficiently, but having that part of me helps me do that. Um, but if I don't get invited, I get, I get better. Oh yeah, I get better. And, um, I feel like I need to be recognized at times too. Like I'll get upset if people aren't recognizing mm-hmm. me. So it's something to be mindful of if something's coming up for you and it's like not in alignment with your overall R type. So like step back and say like, okay, why is this showing up for me this resistance? And it's not like, it's not like the frustration, like it would be for me. It's bitterness. Like, why is that showing up for me? As a projector body with a very fierce manifesting generator personality, um, there are times where, like, even as a manifesting generator, I will realize that I have gone, 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 and burnt myself out. Like, my body is physically tired. And so it's not that, like, and it's it's challenging when my body is tired, but my mind is and my personality is just like, ooh, let's go this. Let's, ooh, let's do this. And I need to kind of tame that down a little bit because I physically get tired. And so it's like my body needs a nap, and then I'm trying to lay there, and my brain is just going, like, jumping around and doing all of the things. So just being that and being able to kind of figure out, I mean, if you do have a non-energy type and an energy type combining, and it can be um, – be a little overwhelming sometimes for certain aspects of yourself also just knowing what you consciously and unconsciously show up as because I mean my personality is pure sacral to throat center that's all it is and then all of my other defined centers I don't really notice them a lot I'm not super aware of them a lot because they are unconscious for me and I have um I have seven of the nine centers defined and so for Actually, there's six of them that are defined in my person, in my unconscious personality. I mean, that's a lot of energy. It's a lot of things happening. So it's a lot to kind of take in and a lot to, um, it's a lot to be happening without knowing that it's happening, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's a lot going on there and I'm not always aware of it. And so a lot of people will be like, oh, you're like this, 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 I'm like, Sure. So manifesting generator as an overall type, like really got me, that makes sense to me, but realizing that even though there's a lot more, there's a lot more going on under the surface. And so, um, just being aware of it can help you, but if it, if you don't resonate with your quantum type, maybe look at the different types and see what's going on a little bit further, do a little bit more investigation. If they don't really resonate with you, go with your quantum type because your quantum type is you as a whole. You are hitting my headphones you are both of the different types you are both of these different designs combined into that quantum type so everything still is a part of you if you want to dive into it more if it's something that resonates with you just like pretty much anything in human design you're welcome to do that you're welcome to dive further into that and I explore that for sure All right. So our next one is from Alani and she says she had two questions. We answered one of them though. One of them was about, are there any books you would recommend in human design? So I think what we'll do is we'll post like a link with all the books we recommended at the end of this. Uh, So you guys can check them out. Um, And then our other question is my heart. Yeah. (laughs) 
direct link to Amazon. Um, my heart center is open and my strategy is to respond. Is there any way I could create opportunities for myself to respond to in order to move things forward in my life and business? So I would... First of all, understand that you need to, as having an open ego center, create um, really realistic small step goals for yourself, creating long-term, like huge goals that are, you know, kind of attainable, but they're almost out there is going to be really difficult for you to stick with it. And you're just going to end up frustrated and disappointed and mad um, Mm. and saying, why can't I commit to something? Um, so really focusing on baby steps and waiting for each step to show up for you. So set your intention. You can set like what is your overall goal or what is the overall feeling that you want to have for yourself, but then break it down even smaller still um, to like what's the next step I need to do to get there. So like just focus on each little baby step. And then wait for it to show up for you because when you set your intention and it's strong and it's something that's really in alignment with your desire, it has no choice but to show up for you. And then that's when you're going to respond to it. Um, So break it down into little baby, baby steps. Like that has gotten me through so many things like fear and frustration and doubt and just baby step, baby step, baby step. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Any, any input? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have input. Um, I always have something oh, to yeah. say. <laughs> always have something to say. Okay, so for things to move quickly for you, you're not going to be wanting to chase down opportunities and to be creating opportunities for yourself to respond to because that's not necessarily in alignment with your energy. I'm not sure if you're a generator or a manifesting generator. I know that... Um, you're empathetic and your emotional center is open if you're a sacral authority and you're a generator of some type. So I'm not sure if you're a generator or manifesting generator, but that to respond energy. Um, When you are certain of this is what I'm worthy of and you realize that that sacral energy is, it's pure magic. It's pure magical energy. It's fire. It's the ability to create things. It's life force energy. It's this hustle energy. When you realize that you're a magnet for ideas and opportunities, they are always around you. They're always flowing to you because ideas need a sacral energy to be physicalized. They need a sacral energy. They need that sacral magic to come into, um, to come into reality, to not be an idea anymore, but to be a physical thing. They need to go flow through a generator or a manifesting generator. So they need you. They need you. And so they're going to flow to you. They're going to come to you. So when you wait, it's kind of the, um, okay. So if you're waiting, if you're, if you're jumping onto things, you're going to get frustrated because you're going to be jumping into projects and ideas and opportunities that are not fully ready for you. If you see an idea and you're like, Ooh, I'm going to jump in this immediately. <laughs> um, when you're jumping into things like that, you're going to say, Oh, I'm going to do this. And then it's not going to work and it's going to be frustrating. And the idea is not ready and things aren't aligned and it's not divine timing. And then you're going to waste all of your time trying to make something happen. That wasn't ready. So if you had waited five more minutes, 10 more minutes, one more day, the perfect opportunity will 
show up for you. And when you wait for the right opportunity, and this is kind of how I think about it, is I know what my energy is worth. I know that if I'm going to jump into a project, I'm going to be able to work on this, build this, create this, and pour my heart and soul this. That is my magic. And so if an idea wants to work with me, it's going to have to show me that it's ready so that I can just come in, work really quickly, get this done, and then it's over and it's easy and it's aligned. And so it's almost like a vetting process. It's like, okay, (laughs) prove it. Prove that you're ready to me. Prove that you are worth my time and that you are worthy of my energy. And so if you take a minute to say, to just watch the ideas, to just watch them show up for you and say, okay, how are you ready? That's how responding works is, is this actually ready? It's waiting for the opportunity to show you, okay, yes, I want to work with you. This is the general idea. And look, this person over here who's going to be uh, what you need for this particular project, it's ready. These people want this. They're asking you for something like this. They're ready to purchase this. This person is here and this. they're ready to help with the graphic designs or whatever it is. They're ready to help with this. And so it's waiting for the signs of everything is lined up. All we need is you to come in and sprinkle that sacral magic and boom, it's done. And so that's going to be so much more fulfilling. That's going to be so much more satisfying. And that's going to be so much quicker in the long run than jumping onto three, four different ideas because you want things to move fast. Never chase anything. You are magnetic. Let the things come to you. Own your power in that, that you just draw things to you and that the right things, like you have an abundance of opportunities and it's not that you have to make things happen and initiate things to let them come to you to make things move faster. It's that you get to decide which ones you want. It's that you get to respond to the ones that are fully ready and the ones that you want to do. And so when you empower yourself like that, it's not, I have to wait to respond. It's I'm waiting and I'm playing my cards, right? I'm being smart about this. I'm letting the perfect opportunities come to me. I'm waiting for the perfect one. I'm not jumping on the first idea because it's the first idea. And I don't feel like there's more ideas that are going to come to me. I know there's an abundance of ideas. I know that I'm powerful enough to create the opportunities. I know that these are going to flow to me. So that feels much more empowering than I have to wait. And I can't initiate things. I need things to move faster. The universe works on alignment, not on time. So if you're aligned and you're within your worth and you're aligned with your power and you know you're centered within that self-worth, you know who you are, you know your value, the ideas are going to show up for you. I mean, I <laughs> I had a course idea like two weeks ago. I announced it on a Friday. I initiated and started the round on Monday. And then last week it went live. Like it's actually live now for a self-paced program. The next idea just came to me. It's something I've been thinking about for a while. And it's really shown up that, hey, we're ready, we're ready, we're ready. We are ready now. And I've waited on it. This is a course that I could have created a month or two ago, but it's ready now. And so because I didn't jump on it previously, it's ready now. And I'm getting people who are like asking me for something like this. And they're like, hey, let's do this now. And so now it's ready and now it's going to be easy to create. Now it's going to flow really easily. And now it's going to be aligned with not just me. It's already energetically aligned with everything else that it needs. So yeah, that's my rant. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. question left and that's Yazzie and she just hopped on (laughs) that's funny all right so I have this question it's how to find the motivation when I'm in the low of my emotional wave I've been practicing just being and accepting those emotions but I still need to get to do work and it's very difficult to get going when I'm in the thick of it yeah so 
I think the thing is, is when you're really low, like you, you need to give yourself permission to do whatever it is that you're capable of doing and maybe have an idea of what, what type of work kind of feels good in those moments, not necessarily put any pressure on yourself to really get a lot done. Um, Mm -hmm. So if there's like something creative about your business that you can incorporate in those times that make you still feel productive, but feel good and not putting tons of pressure on yourself, like those are the things you should be doing. Um, Or just take the time because you're going to be more, productive once you allow yourself to go through this period give yourself the time and then that you know evening out may happen sooner if you are like capable to give yourself that time I don't have the emotional authority so I'll hand it over to (laughs) emotional authority over Okay, so for me a low emotional portion of my wave doesn't necessarily mean low energy It just means that I've got some emotions going on. I'm kind of confused. And part of my energy is really, really connected to my emotions. And so, I mean, I had hard to think of it because I'm pretty energized today. I was pretty low emotionally yesterday. I spent most of the day, actually most of the last couple days, just kind of taking a step back, relaxing and tuning into that. With an emotional authority, you need to give yourself permission to feel the full spectrum of your emotions. Because if you are shutting yourself off, you're not allowing it to flow. You are not allowing the energy that's in your body to flow. Your energy is your first inti- your first priority. Your top priority needs to be taking care of your energy. You can't show up in your business if you're ignoring things within yourself. Your business and your job are your, the work that you do is an extension of your energy. Everything that you do in this outer in the outer world is going to be an extension of what's going on inside. So if you are not acknowledging something, if you are blocking something, if you're not letting yourself feel it through, that's going to show up in your outer world. That's going to show up and that's going to cause chaos in your outer world. That's going to be you ignoring things that need to happen. There's going to be a reflection of you ignoring this part of your emotional self. So let it happen. Um, I mean, a good thing for emotional authorities is to track your waves. I know about how long it takes for me to process something. It takes about three days if it's a really big thing. And so I know that if I need to say, hey, give me a couple days to think about this, give me a couple days to feel this through, then I can figure something out. So if you're in a low in your emotional wave, again, it doesn't necessarily mean low energy. But if it is a low energy for you, acknowledge that. Feel that. Allow that to be true for you. Be like, okay. It's a low energy day. What are things that you need to do to, to take care of yourself? What do you need to do to feel good? Don't overdo it on the coffee and try and force yourself to do something. Flow with it. Allow yourself to be there. Allow yourself to journal through it because the more you resist it, the stronger it's going to push back. If you just let it happen, it'll actually be over quicker in my experience. <laughs> so allow it to give it the time. Give your body the time. Give your emotions the time to show up, to feel it, to experience it, and then say, okay, we're done. We're moving on to the next thing. Um, I don't focus on creating a lot in my business. I do more engagement stuff on those days. So yesterday I did a lot of stuff around the house. I just kind of helped fix up my environment and clean things up and that makes me feel good when I'm in a low emotional wave and I can kind of tune out when I'm doing that. So if you can't tap into yourself and you have something to do, this is something that I've done. Ask if you can reschedule because you, you say, okay, my energy is not in a place where I can do this for you today. And this is something that I have done 
I'm like, okay, I, my energy has not been in the right place to do this. And I want to do this fully for you. I want to show up for you in the best way that I can. I need to take a day to acknowledge my energy and to feel through this. I have some emotional things that need to be processed because that's the things for this client to show up for them. And I get to show up for you now, but I, I processed this and I acknowledge this because it, in the end, it's your business. You don't owe anything to your clients like you do, but you need to take care of your energy so you're not pouring from an empty cup, if that makes sense. So if you, that means taking a day and saying, hey, can we postpone this? I Over the weekend, I postponed a, a coaching call. I was like, okay, I know we're supposed to talk in like three hours, and I do not have the energy for it. I am not in a state where I would be of service to you. And so if I'm not going to be of service to you, I'm not going to waste your time, and I'm not going to waste your money. <laughs> So I'm going to say, Hey, let's reschedule it for this day. I know that, you know, this emotional wave will be over by then. And then, then it'll be easy. Then it'll be fine. Then we'll be able to work through this very well. So destiny had one more question. So believe that there are reasons for this. I'm surrounded by nothing but manifesting generators and projectors in my life. So on a level, yes and no, but I don't think it's specifically like just like the aura type. I get a lot of people like three fives, one threes, um, a lot of two fours, and a lot of I think four sixes or two sixes. Um, so I get like a lot of different like profiles that are repeating. I've had a lot of a lot of people with this same incarnation cross messaging me, which I think is pretty awesome um, and interesting. So, like, maybe energetically that's where I'm at and that's why I'm attracting these people or maybe they're drawn to my energy. Um, so, you know, it's kind of like where am I energetically and why are these people showing up for me is, like, a good question to ask yourself because I don't think we're limited to like one type of person I mean there's been times where I've seen more projectors in my practice of you know people asking for readings or coaching there's been times where I've had like generators but I tend to see a lot of projectors which I thought was very interested and um I don't know I guess they like my vibe that's cool that's cool I like you projectors <laughs> Um, in my experience, it has to do with connection channels. So electromagnetically, if you want to get all scientific, these the gates that you have defined that's not a full channel. So if you're looking at your chart and you have half of a line is defined and colored in and the other half isn't, those are really, really, really strongly drawn to other people. I met a client the other day and we had, I think it was like eight connection channels and like the just connection and you were just like, we were so connected. We could feel each other and we're like, whoa, this is like really intense. So it's your, your opposites attract. That's where it comes from is you're connected to, and you're drawn to the people who have the opposites of your specific channels. So as a reflector, um, look at the, the gates that you have defined because most of the definition in your chart is, Hey, I have a gate defined. Where's the other half? Because it wants to connect that channel. It wants to, it's a, the circuit it wants to connect those so that's something that I particularly have noticed is that wherever if I look at any of my like like one two three four five six seven my seven open 
channels. I want to see both your charts now. I actually posted mine that um, the passive versus active manifesting chart. That one's mine if you wanted to look at that. <laughs> Where it says I this is the arrow. She wants to see our energy together. We'll have to oh, do that. yeah, we could do that. We'll, yeah, do that we'll post that later call. today. but any of those particular gates where it's a half a gate and then the other half is open that's where I tend to connect people that's where I um, attract people and so that's actually um, this is something I'm playing with is that's where I'm talking to so if I'm talking to the people who have the connection of the other side of me we're going to connect and it's going to be very magnetic so that's something that I've been playing with lately is you know talk to talk to the non-self <laughs> in your business if you mm, if you want to really like yeah. talk to their non-self talk talk to their non-self talk to their open centers talk to their open gates and say hey this is going on this is how it feels you're super confused about this this is something you're trying to have stop trying to have it um but if you're aware of like this is something that they've i mean this is i can go on a whole marketing tangent right now <laughs> i mean this is why inspiration tells <laughs> This, this is why if you look at any sort of commercial inspiration cells, that's why they have athletes promoting things. That's why they have um, celebrities promoting things. That's why they have fun stories promoting things. It's because inspiration cells, if they can inspire you to like, this will make your life better. You'll be a better person. If you buy this perfume, you'll be super sexy and you'll get all of these people. It's inspiring that open head center. And so that is attractive to open head center people, which is 70% of the population. So yeah, I, that's, <laughs> that's the whole thing. <laughs> but yeah, if you're, um, I, even, I forgot where we are attracting certain people, you will attract certain people based off of the energy that you are giving out. Absolutely. I think that you also attract the people who need you. So the people who might need a good reflection of themselves, who might not be living in alignment, um, I would maybe look at correlations of specific centers that they feel out of alignment in and that you are reflecting back for them. Yep. And I can think of times when I was not self and I was reflecting and attracting that from other people and me too. So I think it's just all about, I agree definitely, like you are mag, you want to complete those channels in you, like that. that's so natural um, in us, but um, I think also like energetically, wherever you're showing up that day, you could be attracting things, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, the personality can change based on who you're around, you know, and also like the energy of like the transits that day can affect you as well. So you could be attracting different things based on so many different things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that was all our questions. I so we'll, we'll definitely hook you guys up with a list of books thank you for tuning in this week on human design podcast for more episodes and content like this please share our message and like us subscribe leave a review or share with your friend The more that I can get this out there, the more people I can help and the more content I can bring to you guys. Also, don't forget to check out, I have some awesome coaching services. I do soul coaching where I connect you to your intuition, your inner voice. I also do some combination of human design and soul coaching and 
for those generators out there, I really enjoy helping you guys connect to your sacral authority to learn what it is you're actually tuning into. So check that out. That's on my website. You can look at the link in the show notes. And until next week, I'll see you then.